Hey there, welcome to Journey to Limitless podcast. We are going to make changes to live more positive, fulfilling lives, dive into self-discovery, and build the confidence to chase after our dreams. My name is Court. I am a certified life coach who is passionate about overall wellness, adventures, creating a life that I'm obsessed with, and helping other millennials do the same. Throughout the show, I will share personal stories, conversations with powerhouse humans, real talk about struggles like we're friends having wine, and mindset tips to guide you on your own journey to limitless. Hello, what's up? Welcome back to Journey to Limitless podcast. Thank you so much for being here for another episode, if you've been here all along the way. But if you have never been here before, first episode that you're listening to, I hope that you'll enjoy this and you'll come back for more. And like I said, if you've been here all along the way or you've listened to a few episodes, I like seriously appreciate you so much and appreciate all your support. And um, I wouldn't be doing this podcast without you. So if you've been here for a while or you're new and you want to connect on Instagram, please do. I love to connect with listeners and um, I want to know who's listening. So if you end up loving this episode or like right now, you're liking it, even though we haven't gotten to the good stuff, you can take a screenshot of your listening and tag me in your Instagram stories. So you can tag journey to limitless underscore. That's J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-T-O-L-I-M-I-T-L-E-S-S underscore. It's also linked down in the show notes for you. So you can just head down there and click. But when you tag me in your Instagram stories, first of all, there's a lot of bonus, there's a lot of reasons like why that's so beneficial. Uh, first of all, because if you're vibing with it, you may have friends that also vibe with it too. So you're helping your friends out who may need this message too. And also I know who's listening and I know which episodes that you like, which then later tells me what episodes to continue making, right? And I also get to send personalized messages to you. So I always reply to every DM and I just love chatting with you because you are supporting me, so I just always want to let you know how much I appreciate you. I'm really pumped about this episode because I brought on my friend Jasmine Reeves to talk about uh, career pivots and life coaching. Uh, she is a woman that I met in my six-month life coaching course, and I just loved her. <laughs> just down there, I just loved her so much. She had such a good personality. One of the first times that I talked to her, I was like, I really connect with you. Like, you're so easy to talk to. And yeah, I just wanted to bring her on to kind of just jam about pivoting and um, kind of just tell her story of where she's at and like where she wants to be and like who she wants to serve through life coaching. We also had a good chat about vulnerability and self-care. So I think that you will really, really vibe with this episode. So at this time, Jasmine is working in education and she started as a teacher. She's been in this for a long time. And right now she's like kind of molding teaching with life coaching, which is super cool. She talks all about this, but eventually she really wants to work with women of color and like empower them because Jasmine herself is a woman of color. So she personally can understand women of color far more than like they would if they possibly work with someone that wasn't a person of color, you know? So she just kind of wants to be that space for people to come to if they really need that empowerment and coaching in their life, you know, to show them that they can achieve their dreams and, um, you know, to like be a soundboard for them and just be a really good support system. So like I said, I wanted to bring her on to highlight this because I am not a woman of color. So I wanted to, you know, maybe you are a person who is really craving that, you know, connect with Jasmine, you know, she could be a really good person in your life. Like I said, she's so positive and I absolutely love being 
in the class with her and I love being connected with her. So I wanted to let you have the chance to be connected with her as well. So like I said, if you love this episode, please let us know. Um, all of Jasmine's information will be down in the show notes for you as well as mine. Um, you can always tag us in your Instagram stories, like I said, but I can't wait for you to hear this episode and I hope that you'll enjoy it. So without further ado, let's dive in. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to have you. I really connected with you through our life coaching course, and I loved hearing your journey through you know, why you decided to become a life coach. So I'm so excited to have you. So thanks so much for spending time today. Of course. Thanks so much for having me, Courtney. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. So before we get started, can you just give us a brief background of who you are, like some passions, where you live, where you grew up, just anything fun about you? Yeah, my name is Jasmine, and I grew up in San Diego, like Southeast San Diego, um, and, you know, just grew up in the ghetto, if you will, but um, <laughs> loved my environment, really um, was able to just kind of like thrive in the environment that I had, which I'm really grateful for, and was able to just go and explore you know, life in general. And I think that really allowed me to like tap into the different interests that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to be able to just like explore life around me. And um, I think that like going to school, getting the education, being in a, the field of education has really allowed me to take up this journey on life coaching. Um, and so, but aside from that, I mean, I love to like dance, which I love watching your videos when you're dancing. I'm like, <laughs> man, I wish I was with her. Um, I love to like dance and um, I've been like connecting to this idea of somatic. I think it's like somatic therapy. So really mm-hmm. trying to like dig into that. Cause I'm like, that is totally me and up my alley. So anything that like captures my interest, I try to like dive into. And right now it's really getting into somatic therapy and also focusing on, you know, my life coaching and just like being around friends and family. Um, anything that like really lifts up my spirit is, is what I'm here for. Yeah. And you can totally tell that from you, just the way that you like, you're like me, like you talk with your hands, you're very expressive and you, uh, you, um, I can just tell that you really just like to do things that really light you up. So I really appreciate that about you. Oh, yes. Yes. It's so funny. As you said that, like, I literally was, I know you can't see me right now, but I'm like using my hands as I'm speaking. (laughs) I just was too, as I was talking to you, I was like kind of bopping my body around. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So you talked a little bit about, you know, your career in education. So I want to touch a bit about like, you know, that part, you know, teaching a bit. And then also when you decided that you wanted to like get into life coaching as well. Yeah. Um, so I've been in the field for about 15 years now and I love it. I think that there's a lot of work to be done. And, um, I do believe that I hold like the leadership and, and the power within myself to make some really substantial change within Mm -hmm. um, the field. And so I, I love, I do really appreciate the field of education. I think there's a lot that can be changed. And there's a lot of voices putting their foot forward to create that change. And so I started off with being um, a preschool teacher. I worked in after school programs. And then I was like, okay, I need my voice to be heard. So I started, you know, not only going to school for it and taking up leadership, um, you know, like leadership courses, um, but I started to become and, you know, really lead into the leadership position. So I started to be a supervisor. Um, I ended up overseeing a program um, at a, as a center director for a preschool. And now I'm a training and development manager. So, you know, I see a lot of things that go on that I feel like need 
change in that FYC yet. I'm like, okay, what can I do about it? And sometimes being in the classroom isn't enough. And so I try to make my way into positions where my voice can be heard. And right now I'm in that role. So I'm a training and development manager. And my primary focus is to really connect with teachers on enhancing the role within the profession. Um, If that's education, training and development opportunities. Um, And then the life coaching really helps me within that role too, to kind of like really be that coach for them in that way. Cause they, they really needed, um, the field is super stressful and teachers don't get enough credit. They really don't. And, um, it's really, I think for our teachers, just gratifying that they have people that are there advocating for them. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what I'm doing in my role right now is just really advocating for what they need, ways that we can support them. And like I said, I feel like this life coaching um, certification program helped me be able to really guide them. And so um, I love being able to connect with humans and support them on their journey. And that is why I did life coaching. Um, so I want to really be able to like run with this. And like we were talking about before, everything will align as it should when I start really building up my clientele, but it's doing the work right now. So I'm here for it. (laughs) Yeah. So it sounds like right now, like you're still in the supervisor position for like in the education field, but you're kind of merging what we learned in our life coaching course. Like you're kind of like merging them together to provide support for the, like teachers and stuff. So that's, absolutely yeah. And that's so cool. Cause that's obviously like, that's, you saw, like you saw, you see the pain points within teachers, like they're not being supported. So like through coaching, you hope to be a good support system for them, just like provide them with, with the support that they need to provide real change in the world and through like in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. And I love all of that. And I love that. Like right now, like you said, like everything will align for us, like with life coaching, but right now, like you're still able to take what you learned and apply it, not just like waiting for clients to come, you know, cause they will, but like actually still applying it in your day-to-day job right now. For sure. I think that's um, super important is anything that we, and this goes for anyone that takes up any kind of like education, you know, you always hear like, oh, I went to school and they're completely doing something else. Like, oh, but I ended up being a musician instead, you know, it's like, yeah, I think really important to um, just be mindful of your journey and what you can take from any type of experience. And so, um, I, and I really take that to heart. So, you know, I, my associate's degree is in social and behavioral sciences. And I mean, that relates to just about anything. So it's just really being able to tap in to anything that you've like learned and taken from any type of experience and like really utilizing that and into where life is. That's so cool. And it really is about just like thinking about all the different experiences that we have and trying to like use that knowledge and apply it in ways that can like take us to where we want to be now and like see the change that we want, like actually, yeah, like tapping into past us and taking our skill sets because they're there for a reason. Right. 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 Exactly. So do you plan to, like, do you want to stay in the education system or do you plan to eventually just like become a full-time life coach? You know, I do um, plan to start transitioning from the field, um, which is so crazy really for me. Cause I, I mean, literally as I, when I was a little girl used to act like I was a teacher. I mean, a lot of, a lot of individuals do, you know, pretend like they're in a classroom setting and mm-hmm. do that, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> dramatically experience. You know? 
like teach him. I taught him his ABCs, like for sure. Um, part of my whole journey was to be a part of the field of education. Um, but now I'm, yeah, I'm looking to start transitioning out and to really focus on life coaching. Um, and then, you know, apart from that is working on workshops. I do want to be able to create workshops that focus on my niche and be able to, you know, really dive into that as well. Um, but yeah, it is, it is. I'm, I'm looking into, and it's scary to say out loud. Yeah. <laughs> it is scary to say out loud that, you know, I've been in this field for like all of my career, you know? Yeah. Um, but I also think that there's a beauty in the transition and challenging myself to do something that is uncomfortable that I've never explored before, um, in the full and its fullest capacity. I, I think I've, I've started, uh, you know, I've used some of that and no matter what, in the field that I'm in right now, but to really dive into it completely is, is a bit of a scare, but I am ready for the challenge. And so, yeah, I'm definitely looking to start transitioning out. I have some workshops planned. Um, you know, the clients that I had before were amazing and offered a tremendous amount of support um, to this experience. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I like really wanted to have you on the show. Cause I remember from, you know, in our course, we all talk about our stories and like where we're at right now. And I remember hearing that, like you're in teaching, but like, you're kind of feeling that pull to try something new. And this is what I really want to start highlighting a lot mm. through the show is like hearing different people's experience with that. Like, you know, people going to school for so long, but now feeling like they want to transition out of it and there's nothing wrong with it. Right. And sometimes we get right. so sucked into like, oh, I went to school for this. So like, this is what I have to do for the next 40 some years. But like, right. when you feel that gut pull to make a transition, like it is so normal and actually something that you should listen to, right? right. To find yeah. that more fulfillment. Like we're always evolving. And like you were, I'm sure we're an amazing teacher. Like you have that leadership role, but now you can apply that in a completely different way, like a leadership role with workshops and like helping women or, you know, other, other people that you want to serve through like personal development. Like you're still applying that you know, educational and teacher aspect, which I totally relate to you on that. I went to school for special education and like, that's not what I, I mean, I'm a nanny for a special education, but like, that's not what I do anymore, you know? Um, but we're, we're still like taking that skill, but now yeah. applying it in a completely different way. So. Right. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. There's no rule. There's no rule that says that you have to stay in the profession that you majored in in college. Like, <laughs> you know, like if you have that level of interest and your heart and your passion, I think that it changes all the time, as you said, as you grow and develop. And I think the beauty in life is being able to tap into that and then just let it take over, you know, and there is nothing that says that, you know, once you go to school, you have to go into that profession. It's like, no, nah, you get to do whatever you want in your life. Um, <laughs> like totally. We're going to live until next year. So you better make the most of it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, I think that is, it's such like a limiting belief. It's like, oh, I went to school for this. Like, this is what I have to do. No, if you don't feel like it's aligning for you, don't, right. don't pursue it. Go pursue the yeah. things that actually light you up. So that's kind of going to go into like, what I want to talk about is how did you know, like when you decided to take the life coaching course, like how did you know that that was like something else that you wanted to pursue? Yeah. So, um, I've always kind of, 
I've always known that I wanted to be able to work in a capacity that I could help others. And at first I thought it was, you know, just children. I want to be able to transform in whichever way the lives of children that are in my classroom. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I work with a lot of youth that were at risk um, in any sort of way. And that just, you know, brought so much joy to my heart to know that I was, you know, really changing the trajectory or at least supporting the change of trajectory for a lot of the children. And then I was like, then I got to meet these teachers, right? Like I started to form relationships with these teachers and I was like, wait a minute, like they need support too. (laughs) So I started to connect with the teachers and I was like, um, you know, I want to do more than just be a colleague for them. Like I want to really be able to like help lead and support their journey. And so taking those positions and as supervisor, as center director and the position that I am now, then I went to, um, you know, get my, my master's degree in leadership studies. And that's where I was like, no, I want to be able to coach. And I wanted to figure out what kind of coaching I was interested in. And so I did the research and I had the opportunity to take coaching in my master's program, but I was just really focused on the major part of it. So I didn't go for it. And it was always just in my heart. I'm like, I have to do it. Like, I don't know when, (laughs) but I need to do it. And this program popped up when I was doing my research and I, I passed up maybe twice. And then finally I was like, I, you know, I was able to save money and um, things were kind of like slowing down with my profession and and I was done with school and I was like, this is the time, like, I'm just going to go for it. And so I'm, you know, I went for it, but I have always known in my heart, like, I really want to be able to connect to the hearts and the minds of humans. I mean, from birth to to death, really, I really want to be able to be um, a supportive, you know, individual for humans that really need it. And so I think that life coaching is going to really help serve the purpose that I feel like I'm here on this earth to live, you know? Yeah. And like I said, I totally relate to you on that in so many different levels. Like I was a after-school instructor for children. And as much as that lit me up. Like I love children. I'm a nanny, you know, I love kids so much and I love to be a positive influence for them, but there really is so much more value Mm -hmm. that I feel like I could give to people through life coaching, you know, like sometimes as kids, like they have, they already have such positive mindsets. And like, as we get older into adult, as like into adulthood, it's so hard to like keep track of our dreams and stay on, you know, have a positive mindset when there's so much going on. Right. So like, I totally understand you like to with life coaching, like it kind of broadens how many people that we can actually make an impact on. Right. So I love that you like, and like you said, you kind of, you know, you started with the, with, you know, wanting to work with kids and then it evolved, Like you're allowing yourself that space to evolve, not like putting yourself in the box. Like, Oh, I wanted to work with kids. So like, this is what I have to do for the rest of my life. You're allowing yourself to grow throughout your journey, you know? And I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah thank you so much. I, I do think that, um, you know, and I think that there's something that's um, a lot of, you know, people, even within the field don't like, are just starting to understand the field of education is that like we really like our teachers are there to again really support educate every all of those things in the developmental areas for these students and so they are pouring 
themselves out to really be that force of change. But what we forget is that our teachers, um, who's pouring into them? (laughs) Who's Mm. pouring into them? Who is filling them up? Who's being that support for them? And a lot of our teachers too, you know, there's a lot of trauma. I mean, they're humans, right? They're individuals that have, that were children at one point and now are adults, but sometimes they also go through such traumatic experiences as, um, as children when they were children. And so a lot of the times we're working on social emotional development for our students in our classroom, but our teachers don't have that, those tools to be able to properly even, you know, support themselves. There's nothing really out there. That's, um, no training necessarily that is pinpointed to help teachers really figure out, okay, how can I kind of mend and work on the traumatic experiences that I've had that are impacting my social development so that I can better, you know, change the lives and impact the social development, emotional development of my my students. And I think that's like a really big divide between um, the field of education is we are doing, getting all these trainings, going to school, getting all of this education to pour into the hearts and the minds of our students, but we're not doing much to pour into our teachers. And so um, that's why I did life coaching, but it's also so I can have a broader um, opportunity to connect just beyond teachers, um, but with the, with beyond teachers and with other individuals as well that feel like they need that support. Totally. And it's just like, I always talk about this with like parents, you know, like my mom, my, I just had my best friend on the, on the podcast a few episodes ago. And her thing was like, if she doesn't take care of herself and she just keeps pouring into her children, like her children actually aren't able, aren't getting the support that they actually need. So it really is about taking care of like yourself, you know, you know, talking about the teachers, like pouring into the teachers, that way they can better pour into their students. It, it's like a circle. It's like a continuous cycle, right? If we take care right. of the people that are pouring into the little ones, it's just a better world for everybody. Right. Um, so I, that's like a huge point is I think it's like right. making sure that as adults, mm-hmm. we are taking care of ourselves. This goes for moms. This goes for teachers. This goes for, you know, anybody that's working with youth. Like we have to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves and healing ourselves, taking care of our mental health so we can better show up for the little ones in our life too. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know you mentioned like, you know, you're right now you're like focusing on the life coaching for teachers, like your mission for life coaching. um, Who are you most excited to serve? Is it teachers or is there like another like group, like for your niche that you are looking to serve? Yeah, I, you know, to kind of like, you know, serve all I, you know, I'm here for all, but I really excited to serve women. <laughs> I do. Um, I mean, as a woman, and then especially women of color, yeah. um, I do to serve that target audience um, and provide, you know, just from that experience point of view, um, as a woman of color and, you know, going through life with, you know, being black and, um, really kind of just journeying through that and understanding myself and coming to this, you know, level of comfort with, within myself, within my identity, my culture. And I think that that can really provide, um, just something that a lot of individuals really need right now in this world, you know, is to have someone who they can identify with. And so I'm really excited to work with women and specifically women of color. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I agree. I think especially right now with everything in the world, like women of color, like women and women of color, especially need support, you know, like they need someone there to like uh, relate to them and, you know, kind of show, you know, mindset and how to like navigate sometimes some of the BS going on in the world. Right. Cause it can be really, really heavy. So I think I love, I love what you're doing. That's why I also wanted to have you on the show because you know, maybe there's someone here on the show that's listening. That is a woman of color. Like I am not in that niche, you know, um, but I mm-hmm. want to be able to provide them with people that can support them. Right. It, like mm-hmm. actually know specifically what, you know, women of color go through sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do think that there is, you know, a perspective that can, I mean, obviously there's definitely a perspective that can be offered from a person of color, um, than, you know, a white therapist, um, right. life coach, anything like that, that is tremendously helpful. Um, just like a really quick side stories. I, you know, um, I think that it's something that I am also mindful. Like if I'm going to to a doctor, for instance, like, I think that I'm really comfortable with a woman of color because I just the kind of conversations that I can have with them, um, their level of understanding. I, I watch the, I watch the way that people interact with me and engage with me, the way they speak to me. And it differs, it differs between, um, a person of color and a white person, it's very different. And so my level of comfort changes and the way that I start interacting with them may change. Um, and I feel like I'm, I'm always 100% transparent. That's just the way that I navigate through life. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is a difference between the kind of support that I'm seeking. Um, and especially when it comes to my health. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, And I think that I am very, very mindful of that when I'm going into the doctor's office, when I'm doing anything that concerns me is how am I, um, who am I speaking to? How are they really going to support me as a woman of color? How are they really going to support me if they can't necessarily identify with my struggles? And I think that's something that women are looking for, like women of color, people of color um, are looking for someone that they can, that they can speak to um, and could be completely open and transparent with because they know that they've had a similar experience. You can't get out of it. You can, you, if you are a person this life, you just cannot avoid it. And so I think that it's, there is something to be said about being able to have more women of color in the mental health field in general. Um, and yeah. And I think that that's why um, there is, I mean, there's not enough. There really isn't enough. And if you go and like Google, it's, it's just, even in in the city of San Diego itself, there really isn't enough. And so I'm trying to really connect um, with them because of that. Yeah. Cause you, you understand the need for it, right? Cause you're probably, you're out there looking for support, you know, in ways that other women are, are too. So you're trying to step up and be a leader, that leadership role that you have and be like a guide or someone helpful for women of color. And like, you're, you're seeing where there's a need for it and you're trying to like go in and fill that in, you know? And mm-hmm. I just think that's, that's that leadership role coming into you. Like you're seeing it and you're making action to actually make that happen. And I think that's so, so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. 
Well, good for you. I, like I said, I've, I've, I've so much enjoyed like hearing your journey and like hearing all that you are so passionate about. And like I said, I think more people need to like follow that. Right. So that's why I also, I'm so happy to have you on the show. You're welcome. So in our class, we had the opportunity to be coached as well. What were some of your biggest uh, breakthroughs that you had (laughs) during the sessions that you were the one being coached? Yeah, you know, I think that I don't I don't know if I necessarily had, you know, breakthroughs with coaching. when it was coaching myself, but I do know that during that experience, I was really able to, I think, take away from the fact that I was able to be reflective. I love, I love, love, love being able to just kind of like sit back and reflect on my life and how I'm, you know, kind of like navigating through it, um, with others, with myself. And I do believe that being coached off through that, um, offered a chance for me just to pause. And I really appreciate that. Um, just being able to kind of like sit with myself and just really, um, go through my thought processes and anything that I was, you know, like going through any topic of discussion during the sessions and unravel them and, um, having that safe space to do so. I think that like, you know, it's different when you do it with certain individuals. For me, I, I have learned that, you, you can't tell everyone everything. Um, and so I think when we were really fortunate to have um, a group of individuals that created that safe space mm-hmm. um, where you can, well, you can really be open and honest about anything that you were going through and not feel like you were being judged or um, not feel like you weren't being heard. And just kind of that playback of, you know, what you were saying and seeing that you're able within yourself to kind of come up with a solution and an action plan that was realistic was really powerful for me. So I really appreciated that opportunity just to kind of like sit back and unfold things that were happening in my life in a really productive space. Yes, I agree. Like, I don't know if I had any like you know, like, I mean, maybe I had like a life realization. I think the what like the voice dialogue when I did that with Kelly was like, there was definitely... I still think about that session that I had with her. I think it wow. was like, it was, what was it? <laughs> I think it was like when we were trying to s- decide what to do, like mine was like tiny house or traveling. And I was like, Oh, I can do both. Cause I, I, in oh, my head, yes. I was like, Oh, I can't do both. But then that, that like breakthrough for me, I was like, Oh, I can do both. Like I can be a dog mom and travel. Like I just need to figure out how to do it. And I did, you know? Um, so that was like one of my yeah. bigger, like, Oh, you know, realization moments. But other than that, it's like, yeah, the the opportunity to like organize our thoughts a little bit, because sometimes when we go into sessions, like you Mm -hmm. have this, you're like, I don't know how to do this. Or like, you just feel that overwhelm and talking with somebody really helped make you not feel so crazy when you're feeling overwhelmed about something, but actually walk away with something to work, work with it on, you know, which that was super helpful. Right. I, I did, you know, I think there was a lot of intimidation in going through those practice sessions as a whole group and kind of knowing that everyone was like watching you. Um, oh, yeah. There was, there was that, you know, that intimidation factor that was associated with that experience, but it did, it was super helpful to hear these practice sessions kind of come to life. And they were real situations that, you know, people were going through in your session in particular, it was like, oh my gosh, I can totally relate to that. Like, 
I can totally, re- and there was, a, I think a session with Megan's too. And I was like, oh my God, I have to talk to Megan after this. Oh yeah, I did. I reached out to Megan after one of her sessions. <laughs> oh, yeah. So when, good. Yeah. And yeah, same with you. I think I reached out to you after one of your, or like we connected after one of them. I was like, oh, I'm like that. I'm going through that too. Like, you know, this is helpful for me to hear yeah. how to handle this too. Right. It was so cool. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I did. I love that part of our, yeah. Of our sessions too, just to be able to, you, you just really don't know what a person's going through until they say it out loud. And then you're like, Oh my God, I totally feel that. And a diff- you know, sometimes on a different level or sometimes on the same level. And, um, those were really just really helpful, um, um, experiences that I had within the life coaching program for sure. Yeah. And that is what I really appreciated about our group was that we all, I mean, obviously when, when we first started doing things, you know, as a group coaching, um, it was intimidating at first. Cause like it was vulnerable sometimes talking about like these problems that we're dealing with, you know, but I have talked about this before in the podcast, but like vulnerability builds connection. We wouldn't have reached mm-hmm. out to each other if we didn't feel connected because somebody was vulnerable. Right. So vulnerability is like yeah. such a superpower. It is. And it th- really is. Yeah. I think there needs to be more vulnerability in the world. And that's why like on my Instagram, like, or just in general on the podcast, like sometimes I think about something I'm like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't share that. But I'm like, what, what's it going to do? Who's it? You never know. Somebody could really connect with this. Somebody probably really needs to know that they're not alone with this. So you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. So it's just like, yeah, it's vulnerability can really change your life and change the world. Really? Oh, I agree. I agree. There's so much power and being vulnerable, but just not within yourself, but for others too. There's, there's so much transformation that can happen. Um, to just be so transparent and honest outside of yourself and inside of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And plus like a lot of times when you are vulnerable at something about something, it's so helpful to also have someone reach out and be like, Hey, I'm dealing with that too. Like you were, like you were scared to say it out loud because you didn't like, maybe it was like crazy to you, but then it's also helpful on both ends because then when somebody else can relate to you, you're like, Oh, it actually makes you feel better about whatever it is, you know? Cause then there's that, like, again, there's that connection to somebody, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Right. So we're heading into like the last few questions, which I have, which I ask everybody that comes on the show. So what are some of your favorite ways to show your self-care? I know you talked about your self-care Sundays. (laughs) Yes, I love uh, my self-care Sundays. But yes, no, I love that question. Um, Yes, self-care Sundays are still in effect. Um, (laughs) And I really think that um, it really depends on my mind, body, and soul in that present moment. Um, And so it can can differ. but just being able to figure out what I truly need for myself. And so sometimes, um, actually a lot of the times it's just being alone, yeah. being alone in a space where I can kind of just unwind, um, really re-energize my soul and do what Jasmine wants to do, do what Jasmine feels like she needs to do in order to kind of like go back into the world. And that's why I have it on Sundays because the next day is a work day. And I want to be able to make sure that I am 
as refreshed as possible to really take on whatever comes throughout the week. So oh, that's right. why I have it on Sundays, but um, it really, it really depends. And usually anything that I have to do is to really dive into that self-care is to myself um, is when I'm alone and just kind of in a space where I can have complete focus on myself. And so sometimes that is, you know, reading a book. Um, sometimes it's listening to a podcast. Sometimes it's like diving into one of my favorite TV shows, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. catching up on Grey's Anatomy or um, Law and Order SVU, some of my guilty pleasures. And also sometimes it's, I need to go get a car wash. I need to go get an oil change. <laughs> like, I need to do something for my car. I need to, you know, it's so it'll, it definitely will range from something that is, you know, um, a more physical kind of like face mask or a more task oriented thing. That's really going to help calm my mind. Cause I know what's on my to-do list and I need to get it done. Mm-hmm. So it's just whatever I feel like in that moment or on that day that I really need to do. But I love, I love that idea um, of solitude. And I think that there is so much wonder that can happen when you just kind of take a break from others and you take it all in for yourself and just to kind of like sit with that piece. Um, I think a lot of people sometimes get um, a little nervous about sitting with themselves and being alone with their thoughts, but I love it. I love being able to, I have that, I have that comfort within myself to just sit down and connect and allow those thoughts just to kind of like surface and um not allow them to like consume me but allow myself to process them and then let them go as I do um practice a lot of self-care that in that includes just being alone (laughs) yes I there's so many great points that you just said in all of that first of all I love the idea of like self-care can be something like going and getting an oil change it's not just all about like bubble baths and candles, like self-care can literally, for me, self-care is cleaning my room. Like that's taking care of myself because if my room, like that, that matters to me. (laughs) Like I can't focus if my room is messy. So like every, you know, every two weeks I will clean. I'm like, that is my self-care for this weekend because I'm going to feel so good. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's so underrated because we always hear about self-care like, Oh, I'm going to take a bath and I'm going to light all these candles and I'm going to diffuse. And like, that's all so great. Like that really is. It's awesome. It feels so good, but like, don't underestimate the power of doing something and knocking it off of your to-do list. Don't underestimate the power of like just doing something that like it's going to take a weight off of your shoulders, you know, a task, Mm -hmm. you know, that is (laughs) self-care that is taking Mm -hmm. care of yourself right? I love all of that. Exactly. And there was something else that you said (laughs) in there. What was it? Gosh, I wish I could just like rewind this right now, (laughs) but, um, what was it? What was one of the last things that you said? Oh, solitude. Yes. Okay. I love my solitude. And I feel like that is so true. Like we really learn so much about ourselves when we spend time with ourselves. Obviously I have a whole episode Mm -hmm. about like spending time with ourselves because, it's actually, I think it's episode 11. So if you're listening to this and want to go back, I have a whole episode about how to enjoy your alone time and like tips for enjoying your alone time. Um, but that I is really it. where like you can really dive into self-discovery and like figure out, you know, a big, your dreams and where you want to make changes. And sometimes it's uncomfortable, but that is really where growth happens is when we kind of get uncomfortable and it, 
it's in the long run, like it's so beautiful, you know, and there's so many things that you can do to like help you actually enjoy your alone time and allow yourself to dive into that self-discovery. Oh, for sure. I agree completely. The self-reflection is, it is how I've come to really understand who I am Oh yeah. as a, as an individual, you know? Um, and I find that because I have those self-reflection sessions, if you will, because I spend a lot of time and I'm okay with it, um, alone. I, you know, I, I try my best to carve out time where I can just be, um, and my girlfriend knows this too. She's like, ah, I know she knows not to really plan anything on Sundays because those are my days where I, it's like for me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't have to be a full day for me, but within the day, at least a couple of hours within the day, like I have to do something that is specific to my self-care Sunday. Um, and so she, she like has a level of understanding of that too. And so is really mindful. And when we like plan things to kind of, you know, make sure that she's intentional with it (laughs) because sometimes my self-care Sunday is to be with people. Like I want to, I want to be with my friends. I want to like fill up with family, you know? I love that you listen to yourself. Like, it's not just like, oh, every Sunday I do this. Like you switch it up to actually, like you reflect and realize what you actually need and what will help you fill your cup at this specific time. And it looks different all the time. And I think that's so like so important and so valuable for you. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I, when I post this episode, I'm going to hashtag self-care Sunday (laughs) officially. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So if you could only give one piece of advice to the woman who maybe wants to pivot in her career, what advice would you give? So, you know, sometimes people, I hear people saying, you know, I think I want to do this or, you know, I think I'm going to do this. And there's that thing that's associated with the, you know, the idea, which sometimes implies that there's a a bit of hesitation in what they want to (laughs) do. And my response is always like, live your life, like just go live your life and do it. (laughs) You know, so simple. It is. It really is. It's like, if you there is, like I said before, there was no rule that says you have to be like one thing, right? Like you have to stay in this one career that you have to, you know, stay within this one major that you have to do this one job. There is no rule that says that. And if you feel it in your soul, that that's a, the next step for you, then live your life and do it. There is oh, yeah. nothing holding back. And if perhaps if there are things, it's just kind of like taking a pause and figuring out the logistics of it. But other than that, live your life. I love it. So simple. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause sometimes we make things so complicated, but we don't know if we like something unless we try. And it sounds so cliche, but it really is that simple. If you think you might like something and like, you're not feeling fulfilled right now, what's it going to hurt if you just go try it? okay, maybe you don't like it, right? Maybe you don't, but you don't know unless you give yourself a chance to try it. So, so cliche, so simple, but it hits it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So do you have a song or an affirmation that you go back to when you need a boost? Um, I would have to say, so there wasn't, there isn't one in particular, but I do have a playlist on Spotify that I go back to, (laughs) um, quite often when I'm feeling like down to the dumps or if I just need some inspiration or if I need to just feel like a badass, um, gain that confidence. Um, I have two. So there's one that is, I think it's like self-love, like my self-love playlist. And then there's one that is, um, um, oh, female empowerment. 
Mm. So those are the two that I go to when I just really need a boost. Um, I mean, and they feature our artists and just Beyonce, of course. Uh, I have, uh, gosh, what is her name? Jess Glenn. I love Jess Glenn as well. So just like different female artists that really like amp me up and um, just make me feel good. It's like the lyrics, just like honing in on my lyrics, feeling it, believing it, embodying it, and then walking in it. Um, And then I really... I think that people like sleep on this Calm app. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of the Calm app. I have, but yeah. I love it. Oh, I love it so much. And um, I think that a lot of people can get it for free if you're like a student or if you have Kaiser. So that's a side thing. But um, I I love the Calm app because, and the meditations, and there can be meditations based off of anything. But in um, the meditations, there's affirmations like embedded in them. Oh, it's just perfect where you can really feel it in your heart and your soul and in that moment also believing in it and like I said before it's just like walking in that power too walking in those affirmations because there is a step to not only feeling it and believing it but the next step is to actually like walk in it so um those are those are like my major ones when I ever just kind of need to pick me up as I'm meditating and I'm using that calm app and I'm listening to my two uh, playlists on Spotify I love that. And I, I totally, what was that? Sorry. What was that? I know that's what I was going to say. I need some Beyonce in my life. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I agree. I think lately, especially like, you know, when we're, when we're trying to pursue new things, like I definitely relate to listening to female artists. Like there's just something about female vocals. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of like Florence and the machine and Paramore. And I love Beyonce, obviously. And I, you know, who doesn't, yeah. but um, there is it's just like that power, you know, Rihanna, geez, my girl, <laughs> um, yeah. there is just something about it. Like it does. It just makes you feel like you can conquer whatever it is that you want to do, you know, um, there's so much power in it. So I agree with you. And I will, of course, link the calm app, um, in the show notes. I personally don't have the calm app, but I have heard of it. I think maybe you recommended it, recommended it in our life coaching class too. So I will link that for the listeners. (laughs) Yes. So, um, what are you currently excited about and where can people find you to connect with you? So I'm really excited about, um, I'm putting on three workshops and they're going to be held at the local libraries in San Diego. So my first one is going to be in the Rancho Bernardo library because it's free. Uh, I think a lot of people aren't aware that libraries have these free spaces where you can put on any kind, as long as there's no fee associated to it, you can put on anything there. Um, So I'm being on a self-love workshop that's going to be happening on November 6th in Rancho Bernardo Library from 12 to 2. So it's called Exploring Self-Love, working on the contents of that and putting that together. Um, So that's going to be my first really big, well, it's going to be small, but big in my heart workshop that's coming up. And people can find me on my Instagram. Um, Still really like developing that, but absolutely follow me if you're interested. And that's at Haya underscore I'm underscore Jasmine. So H-I-Y-A underscore I am underscore J S M I N E. I'm so excited to hear about your workshops. And I wish um I wish I was in San Diego or else I would totally go. <laughs> but I love San Diego. So maybe one day I'll just like be there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, let me know. I am I am your girl. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll be in San Diego actually in the spring. I'm going with, I'm, I think my nanny family, they want to make another trip out there. So um, love San Diego. Hopefully I'll actually be able to meet you in person in San Diego, but I will of course link, um, link that in the show notes. Oh I'll link God, your Instagram. Awesome. <laughs> 
right? Well, I, I will, of course, link uh, your Instagram in the show notes for the listener if they want to connect with you. And um, if they're in San Diego, maybe they can attend your workshop. But thank you so much, Jasmine, for being here. It was such a pleasure having you on the show. And I love to connect. I loved connecting with you again today um, since we haven't talked since our class. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Courtney. I appreciate it. This was awesome. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me that you're taking the time to tune in. If you love this episode and have a friend that you think would love it too, send it over to them. Or you can share on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at journey to limitless underscore. I would love to tell you how much I appreciate you. And it also helps me know that you're enjoying the podcast. So as always, I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day and I cannot wait to talk to you next time. Bye.